0: If you're a visionary and ambitious entrepreneur, ready to untangle yourself from the hustle culture, get into flow state, and have some fun in the process, you've come to the right place. Hi, I'm your host, Ankita Tarol, a Forbes and entrepreneur featured coach and entrepreneur. I'm bringing the strategy and the woo to help you lead from the heart. So I'm recording this on a Saturday, which is later than I usually do it, but I just wasn't feeling great yesterday. And I think that the beauty of entrepreneurs is we get to be so flexible with our schedule and so flexible with listening to what our body needs and not pushing ourselves when we're out of alignment. I was actually listening to a podcast today that had an Abraham Hicks quote in it that I want to share with you. The Abraham Hicks quote is, hard work cannot make up for the lack of alignment. And I thought this was so profound because I know that a lot of times we get so focused in on working harder, forcing ourselves to do shit, making to do less, pulling out all our notebooks and highlighters and different colored pens and whiteboards and post-it notes and giant white stickies and whatever else you do. But it's sort of like you can't logic your way to happiness. And in the same way, you can't work harder, put in more hours for the lack of alignment. I've been thinking a lot about kind of where my business is heading in the last couple of weeks. And, you know, part of the reason is is at the time of this recording, I 28 weeks pregnant. So super exciting, expecting my first baby. And as I think about how my life is going to change, and it will, and I know that, I really crave more presence. I crave more presence for the things that I love to do. I crave more presence for spending time with my loved ones, for being there for my kids, for taking vacations, for doing things that I genuinely love while still being in service to the world. And this doesn't mean that I'm not willing to work hard. It just means that I want to set my business up in a way where everything I do comes from a space of inspiration and not obligation. That means that I want to create my business in a way that I turn down things that don't genuinely light me up. And what lights me up is different than what perhaps lights you up. And what lights me up today might be very different than what lights me up in a few months or in a couple of years. And I think that listening to my body, not shying away from doing things that feel hard. Of course, we have to do some things that don't feel fun and that you get to hold all of it. But, but really like listening to myself on, on how to allow myself to really thrive in, in all facets of my life so that I, I look back at this time both now and a few years from now is the best time and and to do that consistently. And so a sidebar is that on one of the Facebook groups I'm in, which is meant for financial planners and investors, because fun fact, I started out my coaching career as a money coach, which was really me combining all the things I'd previously done and helping educate people on their options before they're ready to hire a financial planner. I don't do that anymore, but... I do talk about it with some of the people I work with is just how to think about paying yourself first, how to use a profit-first model, how to use your retirement accounts in a way that also benefits both you tax-wise, but also you saving and thinking about the future. So on one of these groups, someone posted saying that she's so sick of millennials telling her that they just want passive income. And that she asked what happened to good old-fashioned working and getting paid for the hours that you work. And while that seems really fair to ask that question, it also sort of made me realize that a lot of times when people think about passive income, they think about never lifting a finger again. And this is such a personal decision on what works for you. But when I think of passive income with my clients, I'm thinking about them serving one to many people and not being as directly involved in the transformation that each person gets. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with this. As a coach, I love knowing my clients. I'm at that point right now in my business where I am really focused on working with a handful of people and providing really deep, deep transformative results for them and their business, for who they are, for where they're heading, and for who they're becoming what their business is, how they flow, how they stay in alignment, how they bring themselves back, how they think about deeply transforming and serving the world. And some people that I work with are in a different phase of life where they've done that and they they enjoyed it. But right now, their phase of life is very much working on the back end of the business, but really impacting a lot of people all at once. So the way that they do it is, you know, by having a methodology that is so dialed in or having a structure that's so dialed in that if someone was self-led, they could log into the course or the worksheets or the platform or the app or whatever, however someone does it, and see the transformation for themselves because all they need to do is complete each step of the process. And by the way, I have bought plenty of things that are passive, including, like I think one of the best ones I did was, the manifestation babe program called epically aligned, which she does in the fall. And I really loved it. And I did it as a passive income stream, right? So I had after offer was like the live one was over and I still got the results because I followed through and I did every single day, or it could be like a private podcast. A lot of coaches are doing that now, or, you know, even a product business to me is pretty passive because you're working on the back end. You're not going selling door to door, But you are setting up B2B partnerships to be able to scale. So I think that passive income has this like bad rap about like, oh, like I just sit on my couch or like make money in my sleep. And yes, you do technically make money in your sleep. But really, like the back end of the week is a lot like you have to constantly build the no like and trust factor in order to have consistent inflow in your business. And a lot of times when we think about funnels, we're thinking about how are you bringing more people into your world? How are more people getting to know you, to like you, to appreciate what you have to offer? And that requires a lot of work because there are a few different ways of doing it, but you have to think about all the different ways. You have to constantly think about both Building your own organic audience in whatever way that you build it, whether it is by having social media, by by having a newsletter that is like, that goes viral, having a you know like a podcast, Substack, blog, whatever. But you also can think about it as the times that you invest in paid advertising, or the times that you leverage someone else's audience. You're a guest speaker on other people's podcasts and other people's stages. You use affiliates, all of that. So all three ways of like building your own audience or collaborating with somebody else, or even perhaps investing in paid paid marketing or old strategies that you can use to build the top of the audience. And something that I had spoken to one of my dear fr- friends, Steph Dietland, who I've had on this podcast before about one time was just this story about how you can sometimes really attract the the right people for your business or the right opportunity by simply being in alignment, which again, brings me back to what I said before about you cannot hustle your way into alignment. Like alignment really comes from the inside. And alignment to me is the foundational piece for how you can build a successful business, for how you can attract more money for how you can be and flow and have the right people coming to you. So yes, we have to do all the things that I talked about for audience building for really like becoming like achieving mastery on your program, but without alignment, that doesn't mean anything. And he was so just going back to what Saf was telling me, he was sharing a story about just being so detached and on vacation and then getting invited for a collaboration opportunity that got him the number of people he would have had to, he would have wanted in a launch without him doing anything. It was just purely like an invitation to be part of a collaboration. And by the way, those waiting moments are really hard. They're so hard because you don't know where your leads are coming from. So I have tested this too. Like he was sharing this with me that last time I had a reading with him and of just being in a flow, being in my like joy and like just enjoying myself enjoying my time just not focusing on launching 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 but really like enjoying what i'm doing and enjoying the process of creation itself and i tested it during this launch of my expansive mastermind and let me tell you it freaking works like yes i sent out a lot of personalized invites i did a lot of other things but the people that came into the world were the people that really resonated with the messaging and some of them came into into this as a complete surprise to me because they wanted to be in the energy of creation they wanted to be in that energy and in that room where like all of us are holding that space for alignment and for everyone's highest and yes it is about the money but also no it's not because the money will come if you are in alignment A lot of stuff that we talked about in our mastermind the first day was just how to expand what you can hold, how to increase the limits that you've, that you have energetically placed on yourself, which are often referred to as the floor and ceiling in your business. So if you look at your last 12 months of your revenue statements, you will see that you have a floor, something happens and you make at least that amount of money and a ceiling. A ceiling is your absolute upper limit, beyond which you've never made the money. So how do you increase your floor and your ceiling? And the answer to this question is by making it safe to have the money, to hold the money. We also talked about how some people find it easy to make money, but very hard to keep money. And that means that the minute they make a lot of money, they end up having bills, they end up having expenses, Like, out of the blue, something breaks, they need to buy a new computer, need to buy a new car, need to fix something, something happens in their house, some unknown expense comes up, and they end up spending all the money that they made. So they have a really hard time holding the money. This too happens because of what we energetically allow ourselves to keep. I'm currently reading this book called The Psychology of Money, and it is fascinating because as someone that studied behavioral economics, I that's what I studied in college. I wrote my thesis all around how people make decisions. Finance is less about how smart you are and more about what you've really imbibed as you've grown up. What you really what your true beliefs around money are. That informs your investing decisions, it informs your saving decisions and your risk-taking decisions. And Like the book, the author was talking about how a lot of what happens with finances is pure luck. And yes, it is. And there's ways of you increasing your floor and ceiling and allowing safety in your body and in your world so that you can hold money. And one of the tips that I can give you on how to do that is by allowing every dollar you make to have a job. This goes back to when I was a financial coach. And what this really means is if you just have a bunch of money sitting in your bank account, you will end up spending it all. Or like you'll end up like giving yourself a draw or whatever, but you'll also end up paying more in taxes. You'll end up paying more in, but like if you have a job for every dollar you have in your account or every dollar that's coming in, you know that that money has a role, that money has a purpose. You increase the capacity that it can come to you because it feels safe. You're like, oh, I don't know what to do with money. Like, no, it has a role. Some of it is for expenses. Some of it is to pay yourself so that you can pay your bills, go on a trip, give back to charity. Some of it is for future use, is to put into an investment account, into a brokerage account, etc. So energetically, there's a lot more to this, but even practically speaking, there are a few steps like what I just said that you can take to start increasing what is possible for you. So... I just want to share what's in alignment for me now, because I thought that would be a fun conversation to kind of bring it all together. What's in alignment for me right now is to work with a few handful, just a couple of very incredible one-on-one people. So at the moment, I have three one-on-one clients. I have capacity for two more. And then once I'm on maternity leave, I will obviously pause it, but I'll resume once I'm back from mat leave with my five one-on-one clients. I'm running the container for Expansive, which I'm super excited about. We just kicked off last week. There's six incredible entrepreneurs in it. I'm so grateful to be leading this container, to be allowing them to really create change in the world while being good humans. And like, actually, one other thing I want to mention about the conversation we had was how can you be really, really good to the world and give a lot to people? And help build in the world without being materialistic. And I know that this seems very kind of in the matrix kind of conversation, but it is something that holds a lot of us back. Is because we hold ourselves back by thinking we have enough. And so we don't need any more. And that as if us making more money is taking money away from somebody else. And really, it's not. The more I have, the more I can help people. people, other humans, other causes, the more I can, good I can do, the more I can impact other people to step into their power. And we create a ripple effect as we go. So both with the money and with the work I do. But this conversation is so subconscious, like you might know this, but subconsciously it's really affecting how you show up and what you allow your success to be. And I'm so excited to help work with these people through it and to see the transformation on the other side of the six weeks that we're together. So one-on-one and expansive, and then I am still a support coach for my founder, so circle cool, for this round. I will not be doing it in the future, but right now I am stepping in and supporting people that are looking to make that first $5,000 in recurring revenue per month, which is part of my founder, so circle. Cool. My co-founder for MFC, Emily, is running it, and we've realized that our interests at the moment are very different, and how cool that I get to support her and she gets to support me as we're building out our individual curriculums. So I'm building out expansive in the 3 with the 3M curriculum, which is mindset manifestation monetization and she's building out co-founders lab, which is the structure with for hitting your first 5K or regular 5K months, which is very strategic. And my container is for people that have made 5K months and like are looking to do much much more. They're looking to really change the world and to impact people. And who is very early stage founders that just need structures in place to have a role business. So I support there. And the last thing that I am doing is I ran a group in the fold that was all around people that wanted to be podcasters, but were yet to launch. And I wanted to work with people to really understand and get clear on their messaging, on their why, on their audience and connecting it to their offers and on really understanding how they will use a podcast for top of funnel that connects back with their business, that helps build thought leadership that connects them with the ideal audience. And I'm gonna run this group again because I have I've had an influx of more people asking me about podcasting. So I will be running this group again. We kick off probably mid-March. I'm gonna finalize dates, but if this is something of interest to you, just DM me at Ankitataral on Instagram. I am thinking the group is going to be about eight people because there's, there's going to be five live sessions with me and one with my podcast manager, just like last time. So I think the cool thing about being an entrepreneur is that I get to do whatever, but my focus and my energy is really on deep transformation. And so between my own, my own products right now, which are expansive, one-on-one coaching and the podcast group, I'm pretty maxed out on what I can do. And then come May, I'm going to be on maternity leave and besides my one-on-one clients, I'm going to be back in August. My one-on-one clients, I plan to see again in July, in mid-July, but you know, we'll just see how it goes. And if not, then I'll be back in August for, for all of it. I do plan to continue podcasting, but we're going to see how that goes. I will likely stack some episodes so I'm not working at all for the first five weeks. And the reason is just I love podcasting. And what's coming up on the podcast is I am open and aligned to podcast sponsors. And so I am going to be having a few podcast sponsors that I believe will really up-level. Both my podcast will be of great benefit to my audience and can also provide a little bit of help with sponsorship as I prepare to go on mat- Leave. So I'm really excited about the podcast sponsors that I'm in conversation with. You guys are going to love them and I highly stand behind and recommend their products or services. And I can't even wait to bring this back to my clients that are podcasters themselves or are looking at getting into podcasting. And I want to be clear, by the way, that I am not an expert on podcasting by any means. Like I love podcasting. I love how I've connected it to my business. I love that I get to mostly host solo episodes because I really think that that is what creates your thought leadership and use that content in other ways. But also I do get to have guests and I have guests that are experts in their own fields that I'm not an expert at. And that way I get to meet some really freaking cool people. Like sometimes I think back on the fact that I interviewed Brad Gates on this podcast and Shina mawani and like so many other people that I've got to interview, at least Dharma. And I love learning from people that are experts at their fields. And I think it's really, really important that as entrepreneurs, we keep growing, we keep expanding our mind, but without constantly feeling like we need to keep learning there's a balance between being eager to learn more and also being self-sufficient and not constantly asking other people to step in when you really know what you need to do and so so i'm practicing what i preach and also within my own podcast it's a lot harder you guys to to record solo episodes because you know i need to talk for like 20 minutes although that doesn't seem really hard for me so if you're listening to this, thank you so much. I really appreciate hearing from you. So please send me an email, DM me on Instagram, like please leave a review. It means so much to me when I when I read reviews and see your reading on Apple Podcast or on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. It really truly just means a lot, and I can't thank you enough for tuning in week after week and. We are one episode away from having been podcasting for a whole freaking year. And this week was a freaking struggle for me to record. Let me tell you that today I feel so great, but yesterday I just couldn't do it. And I was like, I can't break this streak right before the year. I can't do it. So here I am. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a good week and I will catch you next week for a full year of the Heartland Entrepreneur. Okay. Have a good one. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this episode with your friends. Until we meet again, dear entrepreneur, I hope you remember to lead from your heart.